What do we hey, need Momo. to know? What do we need to know? What you need to know today is, oh, and by the way, what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And what you need to know today is the much-anticipated people mover at LAX is one step closer no. to completion. Really? Oh, yeah. And I'll believe it when I see it. Well, they unveiled their first train car today. I don't know if you saw it. But they unveiled it, had a big ceremony, you know, to show off the progress and everything. And I guess the people mover is going to connect LAX terminals to the parking lots, the rental car center, and the new metro station. Oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Each train is going to carry a total of 200 people plus their luggage. And the people mover will stop every two minutes at each station for a 10-minute trip from end to end. The People Mover is right now scheduled to open in the fall, and supposedly it's on track to open then. So that's what you need to know today. Nice. Wow. Do they have VIP? <laughs> you would. They probably should. <laughs> that is, such, should have, like, that is so section. bougie to ask that right now. Just checking. Like, Sit. that's his first question. Can I get? Can I cut the line? 200 that's people. Us, bro. Can 200 I get some, people. Come on now. Can that's I get scary. some special treatment Wait over here? Wait a minute. But DeMarco, the VIP is the people that don't have to wait in any lines. That's right. And they get like the back lot, the back lot transportation yeah. at the airport. You get like your own car that drives you right up. To let the me track. tell you what VIP. Let me tell you Go what ahead. the VIP travel is. Yeah, what? it's called Burbank Airport. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's VIP it's travel. It's called avoid LAX yeah, so and easy. go to Burbank. So easy. Or Long yeah, yeah. Beach. That's, I like LAX. That's that's so much no, better. That's that's, that's Ooh, key. Lynn's that is big news. That actually. is key, big time. Yeah. Um, we got canceled in United, and we had to walk over to American. Yeah. And my feet were just dead. But yeah, yeah. That's like me. I try to park in the middle. Um, the, the, you park on site because I'm always late. Yeah, getting to the exactly. airport. Exactly. I, I park girl. in the middle, and there's all, all those parking lots are always under construction now. So I have to park like four parking lots away from uh-huh. my terminal, and I'm like schlepping my bag because you know I'm not going to check anything in nowadays. Right. I'm going to carry on everything. Same. Don't check anything. And I'm like, by the time I get to my flight, I'm like dripping wet. <laughs> and then as soon as when you as soon as you walk back, you're like, oh, I right. just walked the whole airport. Yep. You just lost twenty pounds. Yeah. You want to know a good VIP tip, though? What? You get the Uber Black. They'll pick you up and drop you off right there in the terminal, and Uh you don't have to worry about going to, like, the LA exit to get get a cab ride. Yeah. So, yeah, get the Uber Black. That's That's good. That's worth it. That's worth it. One time I I landed, and there was um, these uh, people who were on my flight. I was coming from Orlando, and we had weather delays. And there were people who were connecting from my flight home on Orlando, and they were going to try to make their connecting flight to China. Wow. And we were so delayed that they were they had probably like a four hour gap in between their flights, but we were so delayed they were almost gonna miss their flight. And I was trying to be good Samaritan and I said, Listen, you're never gonna make it if I don't show you where you need to go because they had to go all the way to the Bradley International Terminal. Yeah. It right. was not the normal the American terminal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'll show you how to get there. I'll take you. Aww. So we like Look walked through yeah. we like walked through like every back alley, you know, like you know how they yeah, have yeah. the different corridors. Because yeah. once you go through security, once you leave security, you'll have to go all the way back through. I'm yep. like, if you go out, you will never get back in. You're yep. gonna be in that security line, customs line. So I walked them through like everything and I, I just was thinking of it like what they must be thinking about how dysfunctional this airport is that we mm-hmm. had to go through. Like, I mean, I was like, we were going wow. down cl- like hallways that were like closets. And I'm like, this is actually the way you're supposed to go. And they trusted you. Yeah, I know. I could have been like, at one point I could have been like, oh, whoops, my bad. Right. No, that you were supposed to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't walking mm. in the closet. With they anybody. made their flight, though. They made Dude, it. That's yeah. awesome. That was wow. a big one. Hey, guess what? You know how you get on the air? And this is like major VIP treatment. Okay. Do you know how you get on the air? Yeah. So you call in, yeah. and Michael Funches takes your call, and you tell him what you want to say about Vin. Oh. And then you sit on hold for a little while. And if I don't take your call, if I don't pick 
from this from the yeah. collar board. Um, you have a friend of a friend. Okay, so my friend Jody Borenstein, who I played travel softball with, texted me saying, "Hey, my friend Lauren from Northridge is on wow. hold to speak with you about Vin." Wow, that is VIP. That's, That's pretty VIP. So Lauren, this yeah. better be good. What's up? You're on with Ramona and Demarco. <laughs> Well, you are my favorite, Ramona, and I have to say I'd only sit on hold for you. Thank you. (laughs) But I was in San Francisco years ago, and um, it was before the game, and I was talking to Vinny, and the ushers kept telling me I had to move, and they wouldn't let me talk to him. And he kept saying, no, you know, let her stay, and they wouldn't listen to him. So finally he said, no, she flew all the way from L.A., she's a fan, you know, and I talked to her, and when they wouldn't let me, he told me to come up to the broadcasting booth. What? And wow. to sit with him and to talk to him up there. You got to sit with Vin in the game, in the yeah. broadcast booth? Not the whole game, but in the beginning of the game, yes. Did you know him wow. be- before? Like this? No. Is just, no. Just met him? I mean, I'd met him one other time, but he, he wouldn't know that, wow. and I didn't bring it up. It was just, he's just the nicest human being. Wow. And That's because cool. the ushers didn't let me stand and talk to him, <laughs> he wanted me to come up there. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. That's like going up to see the Thank pilot you. on a plane, you know? That's cool. Wow. <laughs> uh, hey, Kiko in Oxnard, you're on with uh, DeMarco and Ramona. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got it, bud. <clears throat> um, you know, so I'm from the Bay Area, and I've been doing work uh, down here in L.A. since the 80s, um, just back and forth in different companies. And one thing I'll say is that above and beyond sports, the thing that Vince Scully was, at least to me, coming down here to Southern California – is the comfort level or the safety level of Southern California. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's take um, uh, 9-11 or let's take the riots that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, things that you're, you're, you're not at home, you come down to Southern California, you're doing work, and you, you feel on edge because, you know, something like that happened. Or your, your restaurants used to go back in the 80s, closed in the 90s, and you're, you're just missing the comfort level. You could turn on a Dodger game mm-hmm. and you hear Vin Scully and somehow, some way, it makes you feel like everything's okay. You know, L.A.'s mm. okay. L.A. is still L.A. The Dodgers are still around. And, and it's all just hearing Ben Scully's voice. You know, I don't yep. know if that makes sense to you or not. I hear you. But, totally. You know, it, 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 was that, it was that level of, you know what, everything's good. Although life is changing and, you know, nothing's ever going to stay the same, there is that constant that makes you feel like, you know what, things are good. Ben Scully's on. Life's okay. Kiko, stay on the line and listen to this call when Vin Scully announced that John Wooden had passed away. I interrupt the ball game and I come to you with a heavy heart, make the announcement that at 6.45 p.m. tonight, Coach John Wooden passed away at Ronald Reagan UCLA Hospital. The great coach at UCLA was 99 years old, would have been 100 in October. Those of us who knew him and knew him well are the ones who were blessed by his life. And as usual, when it gets down to it, Shakespeare said it best. His life was gentle and the elements so mixed in him that nature might stand up and say to all the world, this was a man. And you know, John was a big baseball fan, so I know he does not want you to be down. He wants you to get back to the ball game. That's exactly what we'll do in his honor. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> he just goes back and forth with this incredible story and then quotes Shakespeare and then says, John would not want you to be down. You'd want you to let's So that's what Get we'll back do to the game. I mean, wow. uh, Kiko, yeah, what do you think? I mean, it's also the, I think it's also the humility that, mm-hmm. that he had as much. It's funny. You guys are mentioning that 
when he would call somebody or talk to somebody, he'd say, hi, this is Vin Scully. Like he had to introduce himself, yeah. but that was the humility and the professionalism that he had that you don't find anymore. Such that, you know, if you meet um, uh, DFAR and you don't say, hey, DFAR, but you come up and say, hi, Mr. Farr, how are you doing? You know, that, right. that level of respectability is, I think, isn't around anymore. And I think that's what people miss, too, that, that he was very humble. You know, yeah. he, he probably never thought he was that good of a broadcaster. He was probably thinking, boy, you know, that Barber and those other guys that I grew up with were so much better than me. And that, that's what you love about somebody when they just have that kind of professional humility that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they don't see themselves as that, that level. And he never did. Thanks, Kiko. You know what's amazing about Vin is like um... – when you when we would meet him, like everybody, we all have this. He's on the pedestal, and we we, yeah. we don't want him to. We don't want to hear anything different about. It. But he also has the ability to. He's he's he knew exactly how it would sound when he did certain things, right? Like he knew when it, when he read Jim Tracy's lips, right? And he's saying, "Oh, the fertilizer, the bleep," this. and he, uh, it was like funny this way. Yeah, yeah. He also this. Are we ready to laugh? Are we are we ready yeah. for some funny spins? Okay. All I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this. Because I know what's coming. Oh, boy. All right. I'll give you the choice. Okay. Do you want the Vin Scully crack pipe story or the Vin Scully rattlesnake story? Uh, I got to have crack pipe. Here we go. And here comes Tori Hunter. Tori Hunter. Tori Hunter will be the first to tell you he had a very tough childhood growing up. His mom was an elementary school teacher and his father was a railroad worker. His name was Theotis. However, Theotis became a crack addict. In fact, his father disappeared for quite a while. Tory takes ball one. And he disappeared with Tory's favorite jacket. And then one day, Tory got up in the morning and his dad was asleep on the couch. And there was the jacket on the back of a chair. So he put the jacket on. He was so thrilled. And he went to school. And he wanted to answer a question and raised his right hand, shaking it. And falling out of the jacket was, what do you call it, a crack pipe? I guess that's what you'd call it. That's the first time he realized his father, well, you get the idea. Tori, with all of that, is just the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. The 1-1 pitch, and that's in for a strike, one and two. Yeah, they're all gifted physically, but... So many of them come from the back of beyond one way or another. And for Tory, his dad in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. The one-two pitch, see you later, in for strike three. Down goes Hunter. That would be the third strikeout for Dan Harron. And at the end of two and a half innings, a one-one time. I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> to tell that story <laughs> and, and not do it in a, in a trite way, okay, or... A, and it's so there's so much in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but also go up, ball one, yeah. right? And then, and then here comes one. the music, and we're going to break. <laughs> I mean, we have to do this all the time in radio, where we're yeah. we're telling really deep, emotional, heartfelt stories, and then I got to do the Valvoline uh, yeah. read, right? Like we're <laughs> we're talking about an incredible man, and then I got to do the wow. and then I got to do the the zip recruiter, you know? Like yeah. this is what, to, but to transition so effortlessly that way, yeah. I've and never keep heard crack, the score. P- crack pipe so eloquently. I mean, crack pipe. What do you call it? <laughs> right. But then even the way he he describes it is, you know, they, they're all gifted athletically, but s- some people come from the back of beyond. The back of beyond. Wow. How poetic is that? That's crazy. How wow. poetic is that? Wow. Now I want to hear the rattlesnake. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the rattlesnake. This uh, it's it's better than anything. Oh, coming up, you want to yeah. want to make them wait for it? Okay, it's worth waiting for. Oh, Ramona Shelburne, Demarco <laughs> Farr, ESPN LA. When we come back, Vin Scully tells about Madison Baumgartner and the rattlesnake story. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is what I think it is? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can do it. I know, DeMarco, you can do the Macarena. Yeah, come on now. Hey, this song came out. This, yes, sir. When? This is the anniversary of it. What day? I love, I love this August 3rd. On this day in 1996. 1996. Wow. Heck yeah. Can you still do it? Raise your hand if you can still do the right Macarena. Here. Oh, we're on radio. Can't see us raising our hand. Laura can do it. You put your right arm out. Yeah. And then you put your eye on your shoulder. Then you got to turn them over. And then first. you put them on. Yeah, you turn yeah. them older. Yeah, yeah. And then you put them on your hips, and then you kind of like shake your Wiggle. hips and stuff, right? There you go. I want to hey, see Laura do it. Nineteen ninety-six. Where were you? No. Ninety-six. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. You, already, you were already somebody. Yep. First time I heard this was in Florida, though. Yeah. I was hammered. Junior in high school. Yeah. Junior in high school, this is totally my era. Laura, where were you? 1996. I, I was, was two. No, I wasn't two. <laughs> I was like six years old, I think. Oh, no, yeah, you would have been I wasn't two, like I was eight, six. Eight, 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 oh, eight you were probably old. so cute doing this. Oh, baby. Oh, a little chunky ass. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you were probably cute, though. Thank you. This is like every uh, bar mitzvah or... <laughs> every party. Every, every party. party. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was doing the Macarena. Everybody was doing it. Funch, no? Not you? No, no. No? I mean... No hips? No. no. Come on, no. no. Lindsay? I couldn't. Don't remember how to do it. Lens, where were you yeah. in 1996? Uh, let's see. I don't know. I was in middle school? Elementary school? Did elementary you do the school. Macarena? Can you still oh, do yeah. it? Duh. I mean, come on. Let's there you serious. go. It's, a, it's a, like every wedding still to this day. Yeah, still Macarena, to this day. Uh, I, just did it, yeah. I just did it last week when uh, I was on vacation. We went to a hoot nanny. Oh. And they did hey. the Macarena at the hoot nanny. Nice. What kind of hoot nanny? Um, you know, it's just like we went camping and so okay. every, every like Thursday, I guess that at the park, they have like a big old folk concert for kids. And ah. so we always go every year cause we've been going since we were little kids I take my nephew and all our friends, kids and my nephew, he's 10 and he knows how to do the Macarena. My friend's kid is three and he knows how to do it. So obviously they're still teaching the kids the Macarena somewhere, right? Cleveland. Absolutely. Apparently. Okay. Funchy yeah. and I have a question. Go ahead. Go Funch. What's a hoot nanny? <laughs> like I said, it's a it's a folk concert. 
And it's not in Cleveland. It was up in a state park up in Allegheny, New York. Okay. You guys sing like but, Puff the Magic Dragon or something? <laughs> no. I mean, they, they, they kind sure of, they kind of, of I mean, they play like country songs yeah. and uh, kids songs. Nanny. It's it's a it's like a folk concert for kids. Um, let me let, okay. so let me let me see if I if this is a real hoot nanny, okay? So I have relatives that live out in a place called Young, Arizona. Okay. And the way you get to Young, Arizona is you go to Phoenix and you drive about 60 miles east out into the desert. And then you go about 30 miles up a dirt road out behind the reservoir out there. And it's like a windy dirt road up into the mountains. And then you end up in this town called Young, Arizona. There's not even a stoplight. There, really? I don't even think there's a stop sign. And people just live up. It's like kind of like National Parkland. And, sort of, and people go, where's it near? I'm like. No, nothing. Not near anything. Yeah. New Mexico. <laughs> not near anything. And so when my uh, when we called her my aunt Patsy, but she just wasn't really my aunt. It was like a great aunt. Yeah. Couple. And so she turned eighty. We had uh, all the family came in, and we had uh, a hoot nanny. I think this is a hoot nanny, Lynn's Okay. And it was just like everybody came in from all over the place. There's not even enough. There's like two hotels. There's one hotel that's like you don't want to stay at that hotel. And then there's one that's sort of like a kind of converted to an Airbnb, but it's not really an Airbnb. You wouldn't call it that. Okay. And we got in there early because the hotel that you would stay as sketchy. sketchy there. Yeah. yeah. Was, um, and uh, so we all stayed there and everybody else just stayed on somebody's couch. Like if you didn't get in there, you slept in your RV, you slept on somebody's couch. And she had a, a party and it was like everything was just country music and beer out of red solo cups. Is that nice. a hoot nanny? That's a hoot nanny, right? Um, no, I mean it's more of like a uh, like a guided like there's a, oh. a band there where there's like a host in there. Oh, like a real host. So ours is yeah, just like and a... they're playing songs and they're taking requests and then they're doing the you know there's like live it's like live music and ah. guitar stuff like so that. So somebody and... with a real guitar and a real band. Yeah, it's like a yeah. sing along, I guess, for kids. What's the nanny part? I get the hootin'. It's one word, hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. It's one word. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I thought it was yep. two. I thought it was two words too. Nope. Thank you, Laura. One okay, word. hoot yeah. nanny. Oh, didn't Oof. know that. Okay. Well, on that note, so much cultured now. See, yeah. big time. Wait, there on that note, on that note, we got to do the rattlesnake story. Yeah. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, <laughs> reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which. Is yep. what they do. He and his one, wife. One pitch. Wow. Sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by it's a love. large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two, one pitch. Low, ball three, three and one. When his wife, Allie, and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of wow. the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner way inside ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle-nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business, first and second and nobody out. 
So I guess really the morale of the whole story about the rabbit and the snake. You've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. And, I he, mean, pay, and he paid it off. Wow. And he paid it, and off. He paid it off. Like he didn't wow. just tell the story. He said, and so, well, he, he says the, mor the moral of the story for all of us is you got to somehow survive. Wow. 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 I mean, you can teach a class on him. Where did he, <laughs> first of all, where did he find out that story? Like, it's not like Madison yeah. Baumgartner was just sitting around. I didn't read that story anywhere. No. Usually sure some local him. some yeah, local yeah. paper has a story like that, or he told that story to somebody. Yeah. I always wondered where Vin got all his stories from. Packed up a snake and found two rabbits. One alive. Wow. And they oh, by the way, 3-1 three, three, pitch. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Wow. Hey, Nate and Covina, you're on with DeMarco and Ramona. How you doing, Nate? Nate Dog, you there? Nate, don't make the 626 look wrong, man. Uh -oh. Better pick that uh -oh. phone up. He's been on hold for a long time. Wow. And he said he was from the Bay, so. Uh, oh, no way. Okay. Nate, are you there? Ah. Uh, Hi, Nate. Call back, see Nate. If he, see if he calls back. Call back, Nate. Wow. <laughs> Unreal. No, sorry. He held on for a long time, and I always like to try to get to people who hold He'll on call for a back. long time. He'll call back. He'll call he probably back. fell asleep there. Probably was like, <laughs> "We're getting the Starbucks." Put the, he put the yeah. he put the the, set, the radio on mute. Could like be. Supposed yeah. To, and he was I like, just, uh, yeah. I lost. I lost faith. I mean, the, we're, this is Ramona Shelburne, Demarco Far in for Sedano and Cab. We're talking about the late great Vin Scully, passed away yesterday at the age of ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four. What a life. Um, and and I'm I'm at that stage now where. I cried last night. I'll cry again when I when I think about it. I'm wearing my Vin shirt, but I mostly just want to remember all of the amazing things uh, that Vince that Vince Scully did for all of us. And I, I think it's a uh, sometimes it's just best to hear him say it himself. This is his final sign off at the end of his last broadcast. You know, friends, so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now, all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem, life seems a faithful friend to share. For every sigh, a sweet song and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. Let that breathe. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's what Vin did. He would just yeah. let it breathe. Right? He didn't, I don't think he wrote that out, do you? No. That's just off the top of his head, poetic, That's how he felt. Yeah. incredible, genuine. He's had a long time. He had a long time to think about how he was going to sign off in his final game. Um, <laughs> perfect. You're going to have people crying, man. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Wow. Uh, Ramona Shelburne, DeMarco Farr, in for Sedano and Cap. This is ESPN. When we come back, Lindsay, Radio Tinder. This is segment of the year.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks, Chris. Super excited to be doing Radio <laughs> Tinder, as always. Even though DeMarco always makes funny faces when I talk like this. <laughs> I, I'm now. actually laughing, I'm too. I'm doing yeah. it right now. <laughs> so it's the best part of everybody's day, yeah. as Ramona said. Segment of the year, right? Segment of the year. Wow. Well, yesterday on said segment of the year, Radio Tinder, we talked about how Prime Video officially announced a remake of the 1989 cult classic Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal in the starting role. Well, the reaction to the news of a remake was far from unanimously positive, with Cappy and even Dr. Clapper saying that remaking the Patrick Swayze hit was unnecessary. Well, to make the Roadhouse reboot even weirder, we found out today that former UFC champion Conor McGregor is set to make his acting debut in the film. While it's unclear who McGregor is going to be playing, reports indicate that he's going to play an original character and not himself. So, is casting Conor McGregor in the Roadhouse reboot a good idea? Swipe left or swipe right, Ramona? I'm going to swipe right. I like it. Um, the uh, I was waiting for Conor to make his move into acting. It it felt like this was coming for a while. Uh, to, when, what was the movie Ronda Rousey was in? She was in... Um, she was supposed uh, with, to do With Jerry Ferrara. She was in... Yeah. She was in something like that, right? Yeah. And and it's like, they, is he going to play himself? Is he going to play a, another character? There's a difference. Because when you're a fighter, and most of the time the best move is just play yourself in the movie. Yeah. So he has to actually act, or is he going to play himself? I'm assuming he's playing the heavy. Yeah. Patrick Swayze had. I think Connor's going to be good. Connor's yeah. great on the mic, like as they say in wrestling, like you know he doesn't need a he doesn't need a a, a mic person. He doesn't need some doesn't need a manager. Yeah. Yeah. He can cut his own promo. Yeah. He can yeah. do his own thing. So I think I think he anybody who can get on the mic. If you've ever heard him at a press conference hyping his fights, if you ever heard him, especially with Floyd ah. Mayweather, he can sell it. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I I think he's going to be a great actor, at least in these type of roles. My favorite quote of his is, "You'll do nothing." I love that. You'll do nothing. And it's all oh. original. No one's writing for him. No, not at all. Good stuff. I, I'm going to swipe right. I love it. He's going to play the heavy. I thought Ronda Rousey was supposed to do this role. 
way back when before she got she KO'd was. a few times. She was supposed to do this. So she was. I feel like she's yeah. also like not really like I don't know. To me, the aura's like, off. Yeah, yeah. She's not like the shine has gone. Like people really don't care that much about her anymore. Whereas Conor McGregor, I feel like there's still a big void there. Like where everyone's looking for like that jerk UFC guy that's gonna talk a lot of yeah. Smack. She can talk. And, yeah. yeah, or he can talk. Absolutely. Yeah. And people are gonna love to see him. By the way, my favorite Conor McGregor quote is when he said, your wifey's in my DMs. <laughs> that was the best. I love this guy. That was yeah. the best. Swipe right. I, I would say that uh, Ronda has really resurrected herself and image-wise in the WWE. I think this was a really good move for her. When she was still in that MMA space, that yeah. ran its course. Like, she lost a couple times, and she was kind of a bad loser, right? She didn't she didn't handle didn't that as well. It, right. Connor yeah. lost, too, by the way. He lost to Khabib. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he, you know, he. But he was always a better talker well, than the, she was. Yeah, yeah. She was a good talker too. She just lost. Not like that. Yeah. No, she wasn't as good. She's as not. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think she's a very good talker in yeah, WWE. Yeah. Oh, she. She's not as good in WWE. He, she's just he, like her a, promos yeah. are, aren't very good, but she yeah. is still scary. She is absolutely fearsome. She's out a there. great character, and she she knows how to play the role. But she Connor you know, to me is more of a talker talker. He's kind of like a punk. You know who Ronda's like? Huh? Brock Lesnar. He yeah, can't okay. cut a promo either. But as soon as he walks out, you're like, oh boy. Somebody's yeah. going down. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's good, though. And I also think Rhonda has a fun second act now because she's a mom and she yeah. came back from that. And like, uh, she just got suspended. Did you hear that? I heard that. Well, yeah, I yeah. think it's part of the show, right? Well, come on. No yes. Okay. Come on now. But she's also like, she's out on the farm out there in Riverside yeah. and they're raising cows and chickens and good stuff. For, like, good she's for good her. on social media and stuff, too. All right. What else you got, Lindsay? Uh, again, your wifey's in my DMs. Hey, baby. That's what he said. <laughs> you have to end. fight on that one. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so, Ramon, I know you especially will like this story because we've talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers and his life off the football field okay. over the past, like, year or so. Yeah. Between his relationships, his medical opinions, and, of course, his appearances on the Pat McAfee show, a lot of fans have learned quite a bit about his personal life. And during mm -hmm. an interview today, Aaron Rodgers discussed the impact that ayahuasca and psychedelics have had on his mental health, saying that, they changed his life for the better and helped him reach the point that he's at now. So would you guys ever try psychedelics to help improve your mental health? Swipe left or swipe right. DeMarco, you go first. Oh, swipe right. Too late. Way, <laughs> way ahead of you. Absolutely. I yeah, took that journey that's what a I'm few talking times. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Took that journey a few times. Came, uh, you know, face to face with, with me a few times doing that. Yeah, sure. Was it life changing? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's odd, and I don't want to encourage that you know for kids or anybody listening but uh when you can slow down everything in your life and just let go for a little while you can actually see the road your road and where you are in that road it's yeah i see where he's coming from um I, that is a uh swipe left for me i'm scared i'm scared uh the i had a bad experience with an edible once and uh Oh, oh, really geez. bad. No, really bad. Seriously. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> uh, what happened? Uh, fainted a couple times. Oh, boy. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital. Oh, they were boy. like, no, dude, you, uh. just, you just had a bad edible. And I was like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Come it was on. so embarrassing. Um, but I mean, you like think you're dying. Like you really think you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> like really, I mean, it was obviously like something was off about this thing that I had. And, uh, it just kind of messed me up with doing anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Lindsay? Pretty, it, was pretty bad, it was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Lindsay, like, have you been on a vision quest before? <laughs> I, I've tried different. I've never done the ayahuasca journey, yeah. which I want to do that. But I'm also like I've done so much research on this over like three years. Yeah. I've done the DMT and like the ketamine therapy, which is like doctor medically supervised. 
but I haven't done the ayahuasca yet because I've just heard so many stories like both ways and you need to really like find somebody who knows what they're doing and that's like legit. Mm. And I feel like it's, it's become so like mainstream popular now that there's all these like shady, like, Oh, go on this ayahuasca retweet retreat and bad things happen. So I'm trying to find like a legit situation because I definitely want to do that. Cause like Mike Tyson you know, I I know he's had quite a few revelations during the journeys that he talked about. Mushrooms, said, yeah, yeah, and he did the toad, the toad one. Oh which boy, is also yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do the hot box. What's that? Will they sit in the hot room? Oh yeah, yeah I want to do what that is one. That called? Yeah, yeah, I forgot what that's called, but I want to do that. Yeah, that's also super dangerous too, though. People I mean, with good people, that. with good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's all fun and games until you get the bad out of it. Until you pass out and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, guys. Wow, well, that's <laughs> it was pretty, scary. That's really scary. scary. I painted twice. Like it was really. Wow, like, it was real. All right. All right. Well, well <laughs> okay. So, so speaking of moving on, uh, Chris Rock <laughs> does not seem to be in a rush to be smoothing things over with Will Smith. After Smith issued his second public apology to Rock in a lengthy YouTube video on Friday, a lot of people wondered if Chris Rock was finally ready to bury the hatchet. Well, now according to U.S. Weekly today. They said that, quote, Chris has no immediate plans to have a one-on-one with Will and that he's moving forward. So do you guys think that Chris Rock should and will publicly address Will Smith's apology? Swipe left or swipe right, Momo? Uh, I think he should and I think he will. But uh, until then, it's a good theater. It's kind of part of the tabloid cycle. For those of us who grew up reading the tabloids, Lindsay, this is a well-known this pattern. Is this yeah, is yeah. a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, as soon as he as soon as he says it's okay, then it's not a story anymore. Right. As soon as he said, "Oh, I forgive you," then it's not a story anymore. But the this is the longer it's a story, the more we talk about both of them, the more relevant they both are. Yada yada yada. I mean, there's very few things in my life that you could be that upset about to not forgive somebody. This is not up there with something that you would not forgive. You somebody smacked for. me on the Academy Awards, I man. No, but it, this isn't like. Did he really get hurt? Did it hurt? No, but no. it's embarrassing. He said it hurt like hell. That's what he said during like a comedy show. He was like, not going to lie, that hurt like hell. I mean, Will Smith is kind of big. Yeah, know, it's a big it, dude like, smacking a little like, guy. I, I hear you, but uh, to me it's like, this isn't like you didn't cheat on your wife or something. This, you didn't hurt, kill anybody, you didn't hurt anybody. This is like, it was bad. So it, he was, can uh, it was unprofessional. Him. You should yeah. forgive him. At some point he At can. some point, but it's, you yeah. know. I got to make Wait. him suffer a little bit. Yeah. So, so did you guys watch the public apology video? I did. I did. I I've been off the grid. I Me was too. Off the grid, like I said, camping. Yeah. So like I don't. I saw nanny. headlines about it. Yes, at the hoot nanny, and I saw like headlines about it, and I saw like he mentioned like he Will Smith clarifies Jada Smith's role yeah, in yeah. the Chris Rock Oscar slap. So what exactly did he say in the video? And should I watch it? It's it it doesn't shed any new light on it. It's it's. It's exactly what you think he would say. Uh-huh. He's trying to defend everything and defend his actions and apologize at the same time. He's trying to take heat off his wife. He's trying I mean, to say it's all my fault. I overreacted. If you were Jada Smith's uh, husband, would you be scared of her, DeMarco? Because I feel like scared I would. of her. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I, I feel like she so. seems like a very scary, like controlling human being. That's what it seems. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, it, she wears the pants in that relationship. I would like. What am I swiping left or right to? What's the question again? Um, if he's go, if you think that Chris Rock should and or will publicly, oh yeah, address then swipe the right. Absolutely, yeah. Like Momo said, I'd, I'd make you wait for it because once he does it, it's over. 
Remember that show, Moonlighting? You remember yeah. My t- as soon as they kissed, show was yeah. over. So it was over, yeah. Yeah, but it was yeah. like all that drama building up to it. But once they did, it's over. So if I'm Chris Rock, I'm going to milk that as long as I can. Yeah. But does anybody, is anybody in this room mad at Chris Rock at all? No. For saying what he said? No. Really? No, what no. did he say? What, what, oh, the, the j- yeah, joke? Yeah, the joke. The joke what? itself. Oh, oh, no one can oh, seriously yeah. seriously be yeah. mad about that. Really? I thought what he said was bad, too. I understand why, I yeah. understand why Will was mad. But Thank I mean, you. I wouldn't have gone up at the stage and slapped him. Not in public. Yeah. He's, he's a comedian. He's a comedian, and he's sitting front row at the Oscars. It's fair game. Wait, nah. com- comedians can't be like, No, not about her hair like that. I think if he knew, then it's... Talk about me. I don't want to say the word, right? Like, but... A lot of people didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where it's, if he knew, then dude, that was bleepery. Yeah. But I think if you he know? knew, he wouldn't have done the joke. Exactly. I think he's yeah, fine. But there's too I think many people you know, who are screening, who read his material. Like you don't just go on stage at the Academy Awards and do a set. Like people have approved that, what your jokes yeah. are going to say. People have read all that. Somebody should have flagged that. But that's what I'm saying. So it's not on Chris Rock because I don't, I'm a, I'm with Funch. Like if he would have known, I truly don't think he would have made that like joke. Like he seems like a man of honor and stuff like that. He would never do yeah, a joke like that. You know? And and there's, a, I mean, look. Funch, you're married, right? Of course I am. You'd let a comedian talk about your wife? I mean, I wouldn't let him do it, but I mean, if. You wouldn't be hot? I would not be hot if oh. if it was a certain thing about her that he didn't know that he said or whatever, you know? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he what thought. If you were in the audience at a comedy show and someone made a joke about your wife solely based on her appearance you and asking? not knowing her. Who are you asking? Either, either of you guys. Like, yeah, if you're in a comedy a show no. and they, they, make, uh, they make a joke just based on mm-hmm. first glance looking oh. at your wife, would you get up there and slap the guy? No, no. I wouldn't. <laughs> Depends on who it is. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I'm say something. No, look, you wouldn't get up and say something, but you might. You might say, "Take my wife's name out your mouth." But you, but you might something, say something. something you, we've all something. been to comedy shows, right? Yeah. We've yeah. All, I've been like the last comedy show I was with. You know, back in the day, like I was with my boyfriend, and the, the guy that we went to go see, we were in the front, and he took shot at both of us. Yep. And it's like we laughed because that's what we're there for. Yeah. You know? it's fair game. And, and like for right. me, it's like. You know, my boyfriend's tall and skinny and like I'm, you know, shorter and chunky. Like, you know, he was like, oh, you guys are a perfect 10. Right. Like my boyfriend I was got the same joke. Once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my boyfriend wasn't like, oh, he was like, yo, that wasn't cool. Like he looked at he's like, what the oh. like he knew what it was. But if yeah. we weren't coming at the comedian, kept you know what I mean? Will Smith. Yeah. But it, what I'm saying is like, I don't think Chris Rock would have done that joke if he would have known. And yeah. a lot of things that people don't talk about. I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant. It's all right. No. Is the fact like. Will didn't react until Jada yeah, looked yeah. at him, and then he was like, oh, i got to do something. Yeah. What was the other one? And Is I it... think that See, that's what people yeah. don't talk about. Here's why Chris Rock has not accepted the apology. Why? We're still talking about it. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm money. waiting for him to All talk right. about it. Yeah. I see why this was segment of the year. Ramona Shelburne, DeMarco Farr, in for Sedano and Cap. Coming up at 6 o'clock, very special guest, friend of mine, but also the one person I wanted to talk to today about the life and legacy of Vince Gully. Bill Plaschke from the L.A. Times knew Vin very well, probably the closest journalist um, that I know to Vin, called him many times over the years, wrote a wonderful column in the L.A. Times. He's going to join us at 6 o'clock, and at 6.45, this is um, it's one of my personal favorites. You guys remember the organist at uh, Dodger Stadium all those years? Nancy B. Yeah. Nancy B., friend of Vince Gully. She played every seventh inning stretch. She, she played the, the, the different songs that matched the teams that would play. She was... Uh, Vince Gully's press box compatriot for many, many years. Nancy B. will join us at 645 tonight to remember the life and legacy of Vince Gully. Uh, when we come back, though, 
very serious, very serious conversation. Very serious. Martha Stewart is 81. Wow. And I have a story about Martha Stewart you have never heard before. Oh. Ramona Shelburne and DeMarco Farr. In for Sedano and Cap, ESPN LA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yep. Hey. Well, I guess it's uh, DJ Spinderella's birthday, 51 years old. <laughs> yes, sir. I think well, we I can st- do that one, too. I think I still have the 45. There we go. Yeah. Wasn't but a big but fan I did not one. know that she got kicked out of the group. Uh, they had that movie. And Dang. Yeah, she was not a big part of it. Momo, DeMarco yeah. Farr, in for Sedano and Cap. No part of it, DeMarco and Ramona. No, part, no part of it. it. How do you not? Dang. That's Wow. Did they just not want to cut her in on the royalties? I think it was that. Probably. It was just yeah. straight money? Got to be. Probably. Gosh, that's yeah. where you know where you stand with people, Especially huh? Especially when you've been working with someone for someone so long, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like me and Mason and Ireland, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Like, I just kind of, right. I'm late to the party here. I do feel like kind of part of the show. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But when it comes to splitting the profits, I don't get any. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, I'm just there when one of them can't show up. It's kind of like when we bought, well, when Cappy bought the lotto tickets. Yeah. And he only wanted to cut in like the five people in the studio in and the leave studio. Lindsay and Sedano out. What? What's wrong with that? What, because they weren't here? <laughs> look at they him. Were, were you home? part of the five? Wait, what's was wrong he, with that? Yeah, just saying. Out of sight, out of mind. DeMarco's mm. right. I bought a lottery ticket when I was yeah. up in the mountains, and if I won, I wasn't cutting Cappy in. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, but but he did it as a show thing. As a you show didn't. thing. You did it as an individual thing. That's right. So it's yeah, different. But I wasn't there, so, you know. I cool. mean, I'm always very aware that I'm, like, show adjacent, right? Yeah, I yeah. love that you used that word. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. show adjacent. That's my thing But you're, you're here every day, Laura, right? You're here every day, pretty much. Funch, you're here every day. Yeah, I am. You guys are, like, part of the show. Lindsay's the producer of the show. Right. DeMarco, they just call us when they want a vacation. No doubt, yeah. I mean, or, like, one of them misses a flight, you know? Right. Whatever. I wouldn't expect the cut. No. Yeah, I don't expect By the, the way, cut. Yeah. In regards to Spinderella, I yeah. was, like, reading up on this. Yeah. And 
apparently she's like in the middle of writing like this tell-all oh, memoir. Yeah, and that's... she's she's gonna talk about what happened. But I think she also she sued Salt and Peppa yeah. for unpaid royalties and yeah. breach of contract and fraud and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So. Things are not good between them. That's what happened. Like yeah. when you cut somebody out, they have dirt on you. Oh yeah, you better be careful. Yeah, you no gotta doubt. like like whenever you have a little dispute. Sometimes there's a reason why you pay someone to go away. Like you just say, okay, that's fine. I'll pay you your last paycheck. You know, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, sign an NDA, please. Thank you very much. I kind of see both sides a little bit. This might sound like blasphemy. Well, they're but, like, I'm Saul, yeah. you're Peppa, you're just the DJ. We can get another DJ. If we're doing stuff on a backing track and you're yeah. not really doing anything but standing there and dancing, and I'm like sweat my butt off rapping. Yeah, but she's And I got to split DJ. it up three ways. What's that? that? But she's a DJ. That's like, what's the song Summertime without DJ? DJ no, I got Jack, you. Right? But if we're just performing and she's just playing a backing track and not doing anything. I agree. And I'm doing all Look, the work. it's not going. Yeah. We're not splitting it 30, 33% each. Right, right, Like, Salt right. and Peppa can get 80%, split that 40, Thank you know, 40, you. 40, and then Spinderella can have 20%. That's how that. Yeah, yeah. That's but there's a different goes. argument if she actually wrote the songs too, yeah. and That's she true. made the beats too. There? I don't think she's on there. I don't, I don't, I don't think yeah. so. Maybe she we have to look that claims, up. Yeah, she claims that she was like wrongfully misrepresented mm. because she did have like more part of like the group and the songs and the writing uh-huh. than they than they ever like gave her credit for and paid her for. Uh-huh. But is so, it kind of like how Greg thinks he's like created Mason in Ireland? Is it kind of like that? Greg thinks he created He's a Spinderella Mason, Mason Ireland. Is right? it really? Wow, I didn't know that. Is it kind of Greg's the Spinderella? He's the Spinderella. He's not here. Also, like I make fun of Greg now. That's my thing. Uh-huh. Like, remember oh. when I was at the when I was announcing mm-hmm. the, the softball oh, game? Yeah. Greg it's so fun to make, make fun of Greg. Um, the uh, it's, it's kind of like when somebody thinks they're more important than they are. Like, yeah. Maybe she wasn't that important. Maybe she was just like the DJ. And we, can, we can get another DJ. What's the wins above replacement for another DJ? That's what or it sounds like. She was. Or maybe she was. Yeah. See. Guess we'll find out when that book comes out. Yeah, I'm buying it. I don't know if you will. We'll just. I'm buying it. I want to hear all the aggregation. There'll be stories written about it. You need to buy it. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, you know who's 81 today? Who's 81 today? Martha Stewart. No way. Martha's 81. She's just been old for a while. Like just some old. She could be 73 or 85, and I would believe you. She's 81. She's 81. Wow. 81. And I've I've been in like I've been on maternity leave for the past eight weeks, so this is very weird for me to come back because, like, I put on pants today. I put on I I put on a little makeup. Like that was a big deal. I put on some makeup. Yeah, Yeah. I brushed my hair. Oh, nice. These are big things when you're like a new mom. Yeah, Yeah, I washed my Mm -hmm. hair. I brushed it too. Wow, that's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I've been doing like domestic things. Like my my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and my husband said, "What do you want?" I said, "I would like a gift certificate to Green Thumb Nursery so I can nice. go buy some more flowers." Wow. Like I go outside and I look about where am I going to put my new fig tree? You are really good with flowers. But, yeah, remember the, the little flower you gave at your baby yeah, shower? Yeah, I'm not a green thumb person because it died. Aww. Oh, you killed the succulent. It wasn't even a flower; it's a succulent. Yeah. Like, that's so sad. I killed the succulent. I mean, like, that's like hard. drought resistant. Like you have to really <laughs> drought you have resistant. To try to kill that. Wow! I didn't try to kill it. I just I was like, oh, I need sun, and I put it in my little. Did balcony, you ever water it? And I think I watered it like once. Oh well, there you go. Well, yeah. And I was like, I. I mean, you could literally water it yeah, like once a it. week, and you wouldn't yeah, yeah. kill it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you I, suck. That's crazy. Yeah, I did. Wow. Um, so Martha Stewart's eighty-one. Did not and know that. Yeah, I've been in like this home place you know like i've just been home a lot and like all yeah. i do is think about things that i'm gonna do at my house so i got me thinking about these like artsy craftsy things and all the things we did when we were all home for the pandemic remember when covid first hit, everybody brought, bought a bread maker oh yeah or i'd made banana bread non-stop, did you? Uh, non-stop 
Now, what were your like? What were your like pandemic things that you did that yeah. you haven't that you just like? That was another lifetime ago. Banana bread. Banana bread. Yeah, That's all it was. Bread. Need to make zucchini bread or no, any other kind of bread. Just banana bread. Just banana bread. Yeah. I I love to paint like yeah. acrylic paint and like um. So I used to do and like oil pastels uh-huh. because I couldn't before. I was always so busy. So during the pandemic, I was like, I'm gonna take that again. Nice. So you were and a I, painter. I like, well, I mean, you know, painter adjacent, you know, I just painter tried. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I tried and I love paint. Like you're a cancer. So yeah. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're a crafty, like homebody. Right. right. So I'm a cancer too. And I get like little sparks of that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Like the painting, uh, the trying to refurbish stuff. Like right. I'm, I'm wait, wait. done. Cancer's homebody? A cancer's yeah, a homebody. A, a, cancer's a, homebody. The astrology Sturdy fine. homebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, the crab, like the shell is yeah. supposed to be like we value our boundaries in our home and our mm-hmm. the shell is our home. And blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone okay. was a, a homebody yeah. during the pandemic, Yeah, right? no, no, no doubt. Yep. I had to put the bouncy house in the house. Yeah, me too. For the kid, yeah. Because it was rainy. That yeah. was fun. The whole yeah. bouncy house? The whole bouncy house. I still have a swing set in my bedroom. In the bedroom? Yeah. That wow, sounds sneaky, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I got it. That was like, <laughs> that's not how I meant it. No wonder baby number two uh, came. Okay, mama. I just I didn't realize hey. how that sounded. Oh, I was like, whoa, hey, careful there, careful there. Yeah. Careful there. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Swing set and handcuffs. Did they Spinderella here? Whoa. Yeah. No, he it's the handcuffs, handcuffs over there. Handcuffs. Swing set I'm talking Fisher Price. I got uh-huh. you. With the crank, right? Yeah. All right, no, guys. No, wait. What or about- my one-year-old. Did you say you had a Martha Stewart story? Yeah. yeah you know when Martha Stewart got out of jail? So there was all this. Martha Wait, Stewart went to jail. You she remember? went to jail, right? You forgot how she went to jail. There Who was, was the whole... other one that was got in trouble for, for running her mouth? I don't know. Paula Dean. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Okay. She, yeah, that's yeah, the Martha one. Martha Stewart was in prison. She like, was she in real like prison. For yeah. insider trading. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, yes. Like real prison. Not like not just like super white collar. Like, like she went inside all day. She went inside. Yeah. And when she got out, like, there was still this, she was kind of like, that was like, there's being canceled because that's like public opinion and you said something bad or whatever. She said bad things too. But when she got out, it was like, oh, she really did time. Yeah. And some time passed. And then I think there was a sort of enough time had passed and people felt bad that she actually went to prison. And then she started having a renaissance and guys like Snoop Dogg went and saw her. We have that, right? What a relationship. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Yeah. So, mashed potatoes, we're back again. Uh-huh. Um, the potatoes have been boiled. Here I've never done it with a machine. Yeah, that, well, it's easy. So, how do you do it with a... Yeah, we in the hood. We like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, just peel the potatoes. Mug, uh, you can peel that one with your fingers <laughs> peel it? or a knife. Like, peel it back? No, this one. This one needs to be peeled. See? Like this? Just take the peels off. Peel. Like making fresh skin. fries. The skin. We make fresh fries. That's skin. Good. No, no, yo. No, that's the oh skin. Just, just the skin. Look. This. You just peel the skin off. Oh, see? you want me to take the skins in yeah. off of it? Skins in. Oh, man, potato chip wrap it. Okay. So you have, a, you have your own vocabulary. Now, you are really responsible for your vocabulary, right? You are the inventor of it. Yeah, so much, so much. Okay. And does everybody understand you? I mean, do your kids no. understand you? Wow. I mean... <laughs> the skins in. She that, didn't mean skin. She meant skins in. Yeah, I mean, like... Name me two people that you would rather see a segment with, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. I, I could see 24 hours of that. That sounds like TV gold. Yes, that's good stuff. Yes. <laughs> Laura's thinking. Laura's thinking. That is great stuff. Wow. I feel like you could not have two polar opposites. Yeah. At all. Yes. Then Martha Stewart. And they're still like friends. And I was reading, when I was reading about today being her birthday, mm-hmm. 
that like she's I guess Snoop says every time he goes to parties like people ask him all the time like how's Martha like how's wow. Martha Stewart it's like who they ask him about the most I mean she's got some street cred now she went to real jail yeah. do you think Martha like takes edibles no I bet she yes. does yeah hangs out with Snoop I you got to does. right yeah you oh, she's just home cooking all the time. <laughs> right, right. super munchy. Makes up That's some brownies. What, what else she got? Some to brownies, do? right? Yum. Yeah, she makes some brownies. No Ooh. wonder she makes a lot. There you mm. go. That's it right there. <laughs> right. We needed a little levity today. Nice. All right. When we come back, my friend Bill Plaschke is going to join us. Bill Plaschke from the LA Times, who knew Vince Scully better than most. Coming up next, ESPN LA, Ramona Shelburne, DeMarco Farr, in for Sedano and Cap.